This is the American Artson Podcast, where our goal is to spark creativity. Whether you're a musician, an artist, a writer, or an entrepreneur, we're here to provide you with tools, tips, and insight from professionals and creatives that you can use to inform and inspire your own journey. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the American Arson Podcast, and we have got a really fun one today with Jeremy from Earthgrowns. Yeah, Jeremy uh, comes on and talks about his his musical journey, dating all the way back to um, some early bands he had with his uh, his cousins, uh, with some some interesting band names that you get to hear about, uh, and what it was like growing up on a farm in South Dakota, all the way to uh, now with Earthgrowns uh, and their journey with Solid State and some of the the stuff they have planned for this year, um, and of course you get to hear some some pretty crazy tour stories that may not involve uh both cops and donuts in <laughs> in new york but not in the way that you think of of cops and donuts no. <laughs> yeah not at all yeah and if you guys are enjoying it um as always you know please please subscribe to the whether it's the channel the youtube channel or whether it's the the podcast on wherever you listen to to podcasts um and and always feel free to, to drop us a line about who you would like to hear from um and even if it's somebody outside of the of the scope that uh, of what of you know who we've talked to so far um we're all ears and and we want to be able to keep doing these things for you guys and stay connected um as much as we can during these crazy times so yeah uh with all that said here is jeremy from earthgrowns jeremy how are you doing thanks for being with us today Dude, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me aboard this amazing little technical ship. Yes, yes. aboard the ship. We're we're happy to have yes. you on the ship. And for how those is those who don't know, Evan sounded like a chipmunk for about the the first twenty. Dude, minutes it was weird. like I thought I was playing an eight bit <laughs> video game on an Atari, dude. I could was like, hold on, let thing. me let me sample this out real quick. I gotta, yeah, dude. I gotta save. This. I'll make a remix of this later. <laughs> Yeah, you got to find a way to keep things interesting on the on the ship. So, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> flying through space for, you know, 47 million light years. And yeah, at least sometimes you just start talking like a chipmunk to lift everybody's spirits. But dude, yeah. <laughs> but how's it but, going? It looks like you're uh, are you in are you in your studio now? I am in my studio. Yes. All poetic audio here in South Dakota. Yeah, awesome. pretty much the only thing I do other than tour in a band is uh work in my studio so that is my life i i but uh this year it's all it's only been studio because of the no touring thing which is cool it's just uh yeah it gets to be a bit um go a little stir crazy because i pretty much just live in this room so right now uh, i i read an article so you you basically have like a little apartment complex there with the studio and then a couple other like rooms or apartments or like what's that setup yeah yeah so uh like 11 years ago after the housing market had crashed um i was right out of college um and i was just working i had a little uh bedroom studio set up in my brother's house i was recording in this tiny little purple room i was recording like these deathcore bands in this purple room like it was like the most feminine purple color that you could think of and it was like this eight by eight room is so small 
it was just super ghetto but uh that's that's how i had started uh doing productions and stuff um and uh, anyways and i was just working um a part-time job because i was fresh out of college trying to figure out where to move what to do uh how to um, move on my life from college and my boss at the time had told me about this um, apartment complex being on the market and I was like well I don't really want to live here I'm in this tiny town in South Dakota I was like I want to like move somewhere else I do not want to live here (laughs) um he's like but he kind of he kind of kept um pressuring me or reminding me like dude I really think like you should check it out because I really think it would be like enough space for everything that you're trying to do and so finally I um he talked me into it and uh yeah so I I came and the guy showed me around and I was like you know what actually this is pretty rad because it was just it's a um a five plex I think is what they call it it's like five apartments all next to each other one big field one big building one floor um okay and uh yeah so anyways he showed me around and then he told me like the price and it was like twenty thousand is all that he wanted yeah it's like five thousand square feet of of space wow Um, so yeah i was like dang okay so (laughs) um yeah so i started like thinking about it a little bit and i was like well if i wanted to go to any city anywhere to uh buy a building lease a building i'm gonna pay two hundred thousand easily yeah or you might pay twenty thousand a month depending on where you go for a studio space yeah so i was like okay you know what this would probably actually work so we did a lot of praying about a lot of um figuring and that's what we did we just uh um we went for it and then we bought this place and uh converted a section of it into my studio i live in one of the apartments um i have a uh a a studio uh or uh, not a studio apartment but uh i call it a troll hole (laughs) i have an apartment (laughs) set up for for the bands when they're here lodging because most bands are coming from the state yeah it's the troll hole (laughs) yeah and then i I have uh an apartment that i rent out um so i have a tenant and they've always paid my mortgage for me so i pretty much got the building for free over the last like 10 years so that only um, that's only adding up to four rooms are you telling me there's one more is that that a rumpus room there there's a rumpus room a play a playpen um no there's actually there's a photo studio too oh cool Um, so yeah i do a little bit of photography and um i actually when i bought the place 10 years ago i was married um so just get that out there right away i was married then i'm not anymore um long story but uh so i we had a my wife was a photographer and so she had a photo studio also so it was kind of like the ultimate package set up oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, yeah but uh yeah so uh it's cool and i still use the the photo studio um still a cool thing to have. yeah it is it's cool it's a it's a nice little extra um art hobby thing that i can do and um it's actually it's uh my my storage room for all of our merch so oh, cool. uh it's yeah it's just fill. it's basically a warehouse <laughs> of merch right now and then uh, it's a photo studio also so but it's nice. a it's a cool it's a cool day i mean um I go, like I said, I go a little crazy because I'm in this tiny town of like 900 people, um, kind of in the middle of nowhere. I was going to say the last time we we played one show in either of the Dakotas, we played in uh, 
and it wasn't in one of the cities either. We played on a Native American reservation up in like oh, on right the on. south part of uh, North Dakota. Uh, oh yeah, Standing and, Rock. We played yeah, Standing, Standing Rock. Rock. Um, oh, sick. And for for an event for them, and then we drove down to Denver. I think it was next. Yeah. And yeah. I I think we legit we stopped at one point, laid out in the middle of the road, and literally just laid there for a solid 30, 40 minutes in not a single car. Yeah, just laid there, <laughs> yeah. laid there looking at the stars because it was, Which it was, was amazing black. for us. Because yeah. I grew up yeah. in a big city. I was, I've been born and raised in a big city my whole life. So like, yeah, you know, you don't get that out there. But I can also right. imagine on the flip side, especially in this quarantine world, it could it could like you said, it could cause you. I think I'm going stir crazy in my basement. Like, yeah, I'm. I can imagine that that could get a little uh, a little intense. Get a bit batty. <laughs> yeah um but yeah that is one thing uh about uh south dakota is that it this the the skylight or the i don't know what you call it um the light pollution yeah there's no yeah that's the word i was looking for there's no not there's no light pollution so um i i'll crawl up on my roof and i will just hang out and just stare at the awesome. stars and it's it's pretty awesome so if i ever did move to a city that is one thing that i know that i would for sure miss yeah, yeah. I, I say that joking, but it was like one of the coolest like moments. Dude, yeah, yeah. We were like, I still think back to like that specific moment where we just like we were all in the van and we were just kind of looking around. We were like, we haven't seen a single structure or moving thing for like two hours. Let's yep. just pull over, and we just kind of yeah, yeah. pulled over and just literally laid on the asphalt and just laid there for you know half hour and just kind of like you know just Took staring at the sky yeah, yeah like just chatting and hanging out like but it, it was yep. it was surreal and i like mm -hmm. i always tell people like if you're ever out west like just like do that when you're in one mm -hmm. of those parts of the country where there's just nothing just pull over and just just lay there for a minute it's 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 breathtaking in a whole different way yeah yeah if you don't like people it's a good place to be <laughs> <laughs> But even if you're just trying to like get away, you know, if you need peace and quiet, like you literally yeah. just drive. I drive like five minutes out into the country and there's nothingness. For... Yeah. So I'm actually in the, I'm in the Southeast corner of uh, South Dakota. So we have a bunch of like rolling Hills and cause there's a lot of river valleys that run through here. Um, so it's actually a pretty, like there's a lot of pretty things to see around here. Um, but uh, yeah, not much for, for social life. Um, especially Which is if you're probably good right now, to be honest, this past yeah, year, you're, I mean, you're kind of screened from everything for the most part. Yeah. I've never been like more stoked to live in the middle of nowhere. Cause like, <laughs> I do not have to worry. I do not have to worry about the, the COVID situation so much around here. So right. that's cool. Right. Well, that's, yeah. it's, it's it, I mean, it's a pretty rad setup too. We, uh, mm. you know, our, the whole, the whole reason we started this podcast was to be able to speak with different people in different creative fields about their, you know, everything about their creative process. And I think, you know, that's like one of the things that it, a lot of creatives kind of come back to is like, wh what is your space like, you know? And like, mm -hmm. as you can see from, from my, uh, little space here, I've kind of packed like all of the things that I enjoy into, into one little office. But I mean, yeah, you basically have like creative dude complex there. You've got the, yeah. you've got the studio and you've got the, you know, spot for the bands and, and mm -hmm. the photo studio and, 
And if anybody wants to steal any Earthgrown's merch, now they know where the treasure trove is at this point. So. <laughs> yeah, and I never lock my doors, so it's that's cool. Want to drive out to South Dakota? Yeah, can... look at the stars, steal some merch. Dude, we got it all here. Man. But but do you, I mean do you feel do you feel like that like the environment like plays into like who, like who you are as a as a creator or like kind of sets the stage for? For, for what you like to do or is it just something that you're like eh I got I, I lucked into this and this is kind of where I am right now and it's cool but I'd be I'd be doing what I'm doing no matter where I was yeah um I would say yes and no so the one thing about me is I have a really hard time working if there are people around because okay. I'm I'm a very very social person so uh, if there are people here to hang out with, like, I'm going to like hang out nonstop or if I'm going to like in an area and somebody hits me up, they're like, hey, let's hang out. I will drop whatever I'm working on to hang out. So <laughs> I would probably not get anything done if I lived in a big city because I'm just like, I want to hang out with everybody. Right. Uh, so That's I think true. that, yeah. So it's kind of nice um, to be here because I, I, I have to work alone in a sense. Um, so uh yeah, I would definitely be less productive if if I lived in in a big city. But that's why you know touring, um, having the studio here, and then also touring is, is the perfect combo for me because like I can yeah. tour for five six months, and that's my extrovert side of me. And then I can come home and I can work in my studio uh, and just be by my it's myself. But it's a good trade off, you know. I, like when you get sick of touring, it's like oh, okay, well I can go back to my home and and. Um, not that I, I don't think I've ever gotten sick of touring, but in the, <laughs> the case that I would want to be alone or whatever, you know, but I, uh, I do, I feel like, um, my creative side is better when I'm just by myself. Um, I guess there's plenty of time to meditate and, uh, you know, just really like sink into yourself and, uh, you know, I can go out into nature anywhere around here and there's not anybody around. So I can really like find a lot of inspiration from that that's awesome you know? so um so it's a yes and no but um you know i, I definitely like i said I, I go a little crazy being here so this year has definitely yeah. been hard you may have mentioned it were you from there originally like the just that general part of south dakota yep yeah so around this area yeah okay. i did grow up i was born and raised around this area um and so uh like i grew up on a farm like 20 minutes from here um oh, and i don't say nice it's not cool i hated the farm those of us who didn't grow up on a farm are thinking like oh cool that's uh, you grew up on a farm that just means that you Relax. got to go into the barn and and jump into hay bales like that's just the first <laughs> yeah. thing of, of, of a kid on a farm is like go ride a horse and mean, jump into yeah, the hay bales after it must mean you just lasso steer and and yeah you know look at the stars through cracks in the in the barn ceiling or something yeah. like that but i'm sure that's not what it's really like no, you can see like the wheels in his brain going you, you guys are, are such idiots yeah you're talking to a no, couple suburbanites here so. yeah it's it was fine like i learned i learned a good work ethic through uh growing up on a farm because we were a dairy farm too so it was like up super early work until it's like very late and then go to bed and do it all over again mm -hmm. um so i worked a good uh, I, le I learned a good work ethic from it and i'm the youngest of five kids and we were all yeah so my whole family are all pretty much like farmers except for me so i'm like the one dude in my family that has tattoos that's 
trying to oh they're still in it and you're and you're over you're like i'm just chilling i'm yeah staying in my studio yeah Yeah. so how does how does a a dairy farm boy end up in a hardcore band i don't know (laughs) man how does that work Was it I a really, trend with like metal bands? You have August Burns Red from, from that the is true. They, in Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing else to do. Yeah. It's like you can't you can't go skate or do anything like that unless you want to like ramp off some piles of cow crap or something. <laughs> but you know, uh, I mean, honestly, it's like there wasn't uh, anything else to do. Um, so me and my brother used to play together. Uh, my brother was a guitarist. And so we used to like cover like Green Day and Metallica. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we started a, a band. This is going to sound, this is going to make it like, this is just going to really set the the vibe here of what kind of, what I grew up in. We started a band with my cousins. So there's two cousins of my, me and my brother, <laughs> like inbred nation over here. Uh, we started, uh, we started a band. We were called the Muted Rebels it was okay. terrible yeah because <laughs> yes. we didn't sing we were in high school and we didn't sing because none of us are, could sing, are the so. muted rebels still online anywhere no i don't think we ever made it to uh Dang. we never made it never no made myspace it or anything no i don't think we ever even recorded which is a good thing so <laughs> nobody nobody needs to hear that so no it's... so nobody wanted to sing so you basically you were just a like just a post-rock band or <laughs> <laughs> yeah so nobody could sing was actually the oh, thing. Okay. <laughs> and then finally finally we're like okay we have to sing because nobody liked this because we, we were like 14 15 we sucked we were terrible and none of us <laughs> could sing so nobody wouldn't listen to us so right um finally i was like well i'm gonna learn how to sing so i tried and it was really bad um and through that i learned how to scream okay um dude actually i was probably i bet i bet i was like 12 or 13 at that point because i started screaming when i was like 11 or 12 so wow uh, because i heard of a band called zayo oh yeah (laughs) yeah yeah so that that started it all for me um but then eventually yeah we uh i started i was the drummer and i was the singer so okay cool yeah there you go (laughs) you're like cool dude yeah really cool i bet you guys are so good no so uh, so uh, i'm just kind of bummed that there's no recordings out there to come there are none uh... there are none so so bridge the gap between that band and earth groans for us what how how did that happen so it went from <laughs> god just like embarrassing story after embarrassing story we all have so them, we yeah all have we all started somewhere right yeah um, yeah yeah so anyways yeah so it went from muted rebels to get the you ready for this brace yourself for this one a band called soul fight and we oh, spelled man. we spelled fight wrong f-i-t-e because we we're so uh, badass you know oh man <laughs> And I, yep. So once I started singing, hey, it's better than Y, like F Y T or something like that. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Or a PH or something. And there was also a band called Soul Flight, I believe, sometime in there too. So people are like, what? Soul Flight? And I'm like, no, nope. Soul Fight spelled wrong. So I think there's an Uh, element called Soul Fight too. Like a, yeah, like there a, is. A, yeah, so I mean, maybe you confuse yep. people that way. Oh, well. uh, we confuse people all sorts of ways. <laughs> They're like, "What the drummer's singing? Like, what they spelled the, the they they don't want to spell fight. I don't know what's like what they're fighting. They're fighting souls. I don't I don't get it. So <laughs> there was all all kinds of things to confuse people. But anyways, yeah. So we did that for a few years. Um, 
and then I went to college and met some real musicians. Okay. Um, that weren't my cousins okay. or my brother. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that was my next question was how in the town of a few hundred people, did you manage to find the other three or four guys that happened yeah. to be talented, you know, musicians that wanted to play in a metal band? Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, I went to college and then I found, uh, I found some other dudes and then we started a different band and, uh, let's see what were, what was that band called? It's also bad. <laughs> hold on uh why can't i man i can't even think of it um our lot it's not our it's hour of my death that's what it was hour of my death yeah hour of my death the names are progressing now did you spit that did you spell all the the words correctly there like it wasn't o-u-r hour of my death oh okay yes so we're educated it's not cool to spell things wrong anymore at that point yeah no, we didn't have an excuse to spell things wrong. Um, so uh, I actually hated that name. Um, I wanted okay. something totally. I wanted it's to- something totally different. But I got outvoted on that one. Um, we're like, well, we're a metalcore band. We gotta sound metal. Right, so right, right. That's that's what that ended up being. Um, but I was just the vocalist of that band, not the drummer okay. that was singing. So we're getting a little better. Um, yeah, we were we weren't bad. Uh, that that was a very short lived band um because we hated our <laughs> we, we hated our drummer so instead of kicking him out we were don't we all man. <laughs> don't yeah we drummers exactly. i tell you they're just... worst worst breed of humans i swear uh, so uh instead of just kicking him out and finding a new drummer we're like we're gonna we're gonna break up so me the guitarist and the bassist uh conspired and we kicked him out and then we got a different drummer and started a new band a new band with a different name different name yep same music different (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and that band was called give to the winds that band was actually pretty decent and you can find that uh, well i say it's pretty decent if i listen to it now i gag but um that was uh that was the best thing i had done up to the current band i'm in but um and that one actually is on spotify so you can go check that one out we were called give to the winds give to the winds. oh yeah so, all right yeah yeah absolutely so, looking that up yeah uh and we were uh that was like early 2000s so we were like veil of maya devil wears prada um kind of stuff um yeah that was cool. that was fun um so if you like that if you like that stuff and you're interested in giving uh jeremy four tenths of a penny go check yeah. it out on spotify yeah. i did get like randomly i got a check um in the mail from <laughs> that our spotify and i was like what the what is this i was like whoa is is earth Growing's finally making royalties and i opened it i was like give to the winds what the heck? <laughs> not even so, in the, the much bigger band that you're in now it's yeah. from from your your co- college post-college project yep so anyways um so after that um so and it was funny how that one ended um we are the drummer that we had for that band uh he was like you know what i don't like metal anymore i'm gonna go join a hipster band and so he quit and then uh our guitarist is like i'm gonna go back to school and then our bassist was like dude i'm having twins so all right that band (laughs) just and i was like but but I like I want to I want to I want to play metal, guys. Right. So I was like the last one standing, and uh, but that was um, 
that was after college uh, that that band had broke up. And then I went full time. This is after I had my studio built. So I went full time doing my studio after that. So okay. it was kind of still it was still good timing. It all worked out. Um, I believe God had a hand in all that. So um, it was time for that thing to be over. And then, um, yeah, so I went full time in my studio from that. And then after doing studio full time for, I think, three years, uh, then I started Earthgrounds. And Earthgrounds was just going to be a solo project that I was going to do kind of just keep myself sane while I was, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, in my in my studio. But uh, I kind of like, I guess I kind of felt like there was a calling to actually pursue it and um, do it for real. And so I did a lot of praying about it. And, um, and it all kind of fell into place. Uh, it seemed like God, like to uh, brought members, you know, into, uh, into the scene and stuff. And so everything honestly fell into place really well. Um, so it was cool. Uh, and so I, yeah, I just went from doing this thing, like, as like for fun in my studio, just being a solo project to actually like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to do this band, you know, I'm going to do it for real. So we like we're a full out touring band like from day one awesome of like yeah yeah so um i don't really know where how what i was even saying there well how did um, you guys like get for, linked up with with solid state i was just gonna ask was that yeah kind of something you guys had on your mind obviously i guess you you kind of at that point decided you wanted it to be a serious you know thing you're gonna do this for real but like did you always kind of have your your eye on maybe not solid state specifically or maybe so but you know like that was that kind of always the goal of like let's let's work towards that that deal let's you know mm-hmm. let's it, was there someone you had in mind or was it just kind of a let's let's play some shows and see where it goes kind of a thing yeah so we we started off with the intention of hey we want to be a full-time touring band and hopefully land a record deal with somebody at some point um and so we started touring pretty much full-time our first show was like part of our first tour and so from yeah so we had uh like five songs our first ep and we just started touring on that really really hard um and we we were trying to get face down because um, we thought, you know, that's it's a small label, you know, that would probably be like our closest um, chance at, at landing a record deal. Um, so we had I had sent some stuff to them. I'm also like friends with a few like Jim Hughes uh, was one of yeah. oh, like, cool. my closest friends from the area. He's Growing up uh... with him. We, we just interviewed him a few weeks back. So. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, I know that he had talked to them for us. And then uh, after we toured with, or no, it was before we toured with War of Ages, but Jack also talked to them for us and stuff. And uh, Jason just wa- wasn't down. So like, okay, well, that's fine. You know, oh. um, no problem. Uh, and uh, so we just kept doing our thing and we were getting ready to start writing for our next record and i kind of on a whim i uh sent a package to solid state kind of just to plant a bug for the future mm-hmm. um actually sorry what what i should have said is jason he wasn't not interested he just said you know stay in touch let me know when you have new material okay. so he's basically just saying like i i see you guys are doing your thing um that's cool um 
but I'm not ready. I'm not interested. Yeah. We'll see where things go in the right. future. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Fair enough. yeah. So, and then uh, I sent a package to solid state on a whim, kind of like not actually thinking like we'd get signed, but you know, maybe we'll just like see if like we can plant a bug so they can watch us for the future. Maybe something yeah. will happen years yeah. down the line after we have mm-hmm. more music out, but it was su- super wild. Um, the day that they got the package in uh, Adam emailed me and was like, Hey, we've actually been watching you guys for a while um, just because we'd been touring pretty much nonstop. Right. And uh, yeah. And I think uh, Garrett had uh, Garrett from Silent Planet um, gave yeah. us a shout out on Twitter at some point too. And I don't know if that planted the bug or if he had just seen us cause we had been touring so hard or what, but anyways, they, they had already been watching, I get watching us, I guess. Wow. So, yeah. So that's what that's that's awesome. that got the, the ball rolling with salt state. And then, um sometime yeah it was a a couple weeks after we were negotiating a a record deal so that's awesome that's 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 honestly how that happened it was like and again i believe that god had a big hand in like you know making the stars align for that because we were a young band we were working hard but we were still a really young band and um we just only had one ep out and so we got signed off our first ep which is very very cool um yeah and, and very and very rare not, not to as be, well <laughs> yeah very rare not to me like be like yeah we were so freaking good that we got signed up for our first p first ep because our first ep isn't that good uh, it was just like we were working hard and like it was just really cool that um that that worked out um, well you beat us so, by five whole grateful. eps we got we got signed up <laughs> our fifth ep so <laughs> which cool, you, which you guys uh this is actually a fact, and I looked this up on the internet. Um, between you and us, we have more EPs combined than the entire uh, history of EPs that have ever been recorded in all of music in any genre. More EPs ever. It's a, it's a fact. Don't don't that look it up. I, I've already looked it up, so nobody else it's needs to look internet, it up. It's on the internet, so it is a fact. <laughs> but I wanted so to Michael ask you about to our Wikipedia pages. <laughs> yeah. If we even have one, I don't think we have one. Maybe oh, maybe we have no. to put out maybe we have to put out another. EP I'm gonna for go. That, I'm but... gonna make one for you guys after <laughs> yes, this. I'm please just gonna do. fill it with so much like error and stuff. I'm gonna say that I was the original vocalist, uh, the original drummer and vocalist of yeah, American yeah. Irison. Yeah. Formerly Soul Fight. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. oh man <laughs> so here's the question that i've been trying to ask for like the last 10 minutes now is so we so we we did a bunch of eps to start and that was mm-hmm. strictly like just a budgetary thing we didn't have a label involved and that was all we could afford to do and like people sure. gave us a hard time for a while they're like oh cool another ep like are you ever gonna oh you're ever gonna put out a real album <laughs> right 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 but you guys have made it kind of like your thing so so a yeah. how did you get um solid state to agree to let you just kind of be a, an ep band and and then be what's kind of your your rationale behind wanting to release you know just eps yeah so that like when we started um like five six years ago whatever that was always like my thing i was like i want to be an ep band i want to like just release short bangers uh every like we can really release every single year mm-hmm. um and that was part of my pitch to solid state when we had like our very first phone call like okay you know adam was like you know what well what do you guys want to do what's your like what uh tell me some of your goals and um your whatever business plan i guess and i i was really scared to bring that up because i thought that he would shoot that down and it would be like wow this band doesn't know what they're doing 
Um, but I explained the reason and everything. And he was like, dude, I love it. I think that's an awesome idea. I think we should go for it. And I was like, Oh dude. So I got really stoked. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and yeah, so that's just like the way we wanted to start doing things. And it's so much, it's so funny because so, so many people on the internet are like, when are you guys going to put out a real album? And when are you guys <laughs> like, I like the EPs, but give us an LP already. But I don't care. People can think that. But now it's like as time has progressed and like Spotify is like obviously ruling the world and everything. It just right. it all it all almost just makes sense because uh, you can uh, like trick uh, not trick but trip the the Spotify logarithms because every time you get you know a blast of uh, you know traction on your page, it it boosts your logarithms and you're you're more relevant to other people and stuff. So just being able to release more often has just um has tricked people into listening to us, yeah. <laughs> listening yeah, to us you're more. popping up in their release radar and, and yeah all that, and you get all more chances yeah. at playlists we, we recently had a conversation with jason where he said the same thing of like maybe you know maybe this is uh the time like you know bands even bands that are releasing fully albums like he you know was mentioning like we're starting to do more and more singles like instead of mm -hmm. just doing one single or at the most two singles now we're doing yep. four or five some bands are even doing six or so singles before they you know from a full-length album and mm -hmm. like you said it's just like that constant stream of of content you know maybe you get playlisted maybe you know you're hitting people's release radars and you know apple music is similar where they do the same thing with singles so yep. like it is it is interesting how that's changed and and that makes sense it's it's cool to see that a label like solid state would be would be down for kind of switching it up like that to um being how established they are in the scene and and, and everything to um trying something different yeah, definitely. And I mean, it seems like the industry, uh, it's, it's not necessarily just about being um, an active band, but it's, it's a, um, it's about being relevant. And that is the thing uh, is you have to make sure you're always staying relevant because our, our scene is obviously it's changed in the last 10 years. Nobody yeah. can deny that, you know, everything has gone from uh, CDs and hard copies to digital streaming and all that stuff. So uh, it's just figuring out how to make sure you're always staying relevant. You're always staying in front of people's face, constantly popping up. And that's just about branding too, you know, like the, um, you know, name repetition and getting your logo in front of people more and more. Cause that like the more times there's some statistic about uh, the more times somebody sees your logo, uh, the more, I don't know, they're, whatever they're, there's more of a chance of, of them taking interest and investing into your brand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so just having that always be popping up every year, every six months, whatever it is, like some one way or another, always being in front of people. Um, and I think that's the hardest thing is to in like, we play a very like metalcore is a pretty saturated market. So how do you stick out amongst everybody else? Well, always being in front of people's faces it's just one way to fake people into thinking that you're a good band. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it the the funny thing is that the your approach has um has kind of left you with a very interesting distinction and I'm not aware of any other band that has this particular distinction right now. There sure. might be one out there, but I'm not I'm not sure what it is. So, and that is a band who released an album or an EP or whatever cuz you guys had had the one that came out right at the beginning of the the pandemic. 
and then released another one without ever getting to tour on the first one or even play <laughs> yeah. a single one of those things. Like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, you didn't, you've probably never had an, a chance to even play a single one of the no. songs from the first one. And then no. you guys put out another one in October. It's funny because we were talking about that, but it's thinking so about weird this stretching over like a couple of years. Like what if sometime down the road, it becomes time for us to put out another release and this stuff still isn't over and we haven't got it. Yeah. And you guys just went dove headlong into that. Was that, <laughs> yeah. was that the plan? Like before the, the pandemic came along that you were going to release these things on opposite ends of the year? Or was that kind of something that the whole COVID thing accelerated? Uh, it was some of each, honestly. Okay. Um, so originally, uh, Prettiest of Things, our first EP of this year, we were going to release last year. Um, but Solid State doesn't like to release anything from like in November or December just because of holidays. Right. Um, right, right. And okay. so we we were going to release a single or I wanted to drop the single in November. But there, Solid State's like, well you drop a single in in november it means you're gonna have to release the ep in december you're not gonna get as much traction you know there's just too much risk of running into holidays and everything okay so we're like well okay fine we're gonna we'll push the release off until the beginning of um you know 2020 and then we'll just do since we're doing like the EPs go coincide to make kind of like one story or whatever um mm -hmm. let's let's release both EPs in one year and uh so that's kind of just how that played out and we're like yeah we all got soaked about that idea so um we thought that way would be the best way and the most fluent way and to tell the story I think the best and so we released that first EP and we had plans for tours and stuff like that but then like a week after we dropped that first EP Prettiest of Things the world shut down and we're like <laughs> shoot this sucks <laughs> yeah and then, yeah, yeah yeah and then so we're like well this whole thing is going to be over by june or july so <laughs> let's plan for our next real jokes on you <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah june or july of 2024 or whatever yeah exactly <laughs> but so then we're like well let's plan our next release for you know october or whatever that way uh everything will be over and done with and you know but obviously that didn't happen so this point it's like well just keep doing the thing and we'll see how things go and but super wacky but yeah we've now released two eps and have played zero shows so. that's crazy that's crazy man. pretty wild yep and uh we we are we are we have another one uh mostly written that we're gonna re release in 2021 and hopefully we're we're hoping that we can release that when touring starts up again i guess yeah. is the plan Shoot. and if if not if touring doesn't happen well i guess we're gonna release another ep on <laughs> three albums shows. in uh zero if, shows is this the longest you've gone then in in a minute since that kind of you, you started into the the whole touring thing without you know traveling or playing a show or anything yeah i mean besides that there was like a two and a half three year gap between give to the winds and uh and they're starting this band that yeah this is the longest that we've gone without playing a show or touring and stuff and actually in my life because well not in my life but since i had started i started touring in this odd but when uh our first band soul fight we toured 
Um, yeah. We were, I was still in high school, but we still toured during the summer. And this was back when yeah. the scene was like banging. So we yeah. played huge shows and it was yeah. weird because we were terrible. And uh, <laughs> people, but somehow like, you know, people bought our merch and like, it was like, you know, this is before Spotify. And so this is like, people came out to shows and it was awesome. It was a lot of fun. So yeah, this is definitely the, the longest gap you know yeah since earth grounds has started that we've gone without a show it's definitely something that we all miss very much and and you know we've talked about this before but that's one of the reasons why we've been on on this podcast anytime that we connect with somebody who's involved in any way shape or form in the music industry uh we've yeah. been kind of trying to um to wring out of them some sort of story from the road crazy funny um tragic self-deprecating whatever it happens to be to kind mm -hmm. of uh a uh remind us of of those days that we miss very much and b get us all fired up and amped up to to maybe see who knows maybe to see a, a real revival of um you know live music attendance once this whole thing is over so sure. um, that's, that's the hope isn't it like this whole yeah, thing yeah, yeah. like yeah. you know I, like for lack of a better word like starves people of their their you know their real like desire for that for a, a show for for live entertainment for music yeah and then you know maybe you know as much as i think we would all take this whole past year back if we could and and make it not happen you know maybe the blessing in it all is that you know once it does come back like you said the scene is is, is back to how it was where people just they just want to be at a show it doesn't matter yeah. who's playing where they're playing if they're playing in a a barn in the middle of South Dakota on a farm, <laughs> or if they're uh, if your family's yeah. down to host shows, or if stage uh, diving from <laughs> stage diving into the hay bales, or if it's yeah, at dude. a big theater, you know, like maybe it brings some of that local scene kind of camaraderie back a a across sure. you know different markets, which would be should be great. But uh, it would I be think that would be awesome. But until that point, all we can do is live on the stories. So do yeah, you, do yeah, you, uh, sure. do you, I, I got to imagine you got to have, you got to have a, a good one for us. Um, <laughs> I from have... some point during your touring days, doesn't have to be an yeah. earth grown story either, but, uh, yeah. I'm trying to think of which story. I have a lot of stories. I feel like more, um, more, so is, think... more is fine. We're, we're we, you don't have to limit yourself to just one. You can, you can go for a couple or, okay. <laughs> Well, I'm going to start off with a funny one, because um, this is probably one of uh, this is one of the stories that I'll, I'll probably remember forever. Um, so we <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we were on tour with a band called Convictions, a super good band, good friends oh, yeah. of ours. Yep. Um, if I we could reach had... my Convictions jacket, it's hanging right there. Oh, right on. Right <laughs> on. Um, yeah uh oddly enough i had a dream about them last night which is very strange <laughs> i was trying to get mike to come on and do the the podcast with us soon i'll i'm gonna have to message him now and tell him hey jeremy had a dream about you so i did though it was to come on the podcast yeah and in the yeah. dream he and in the dream the voice of the lord told him <laughs> you must appear on the american arson podcast yeah <laughs> anyway, so we're on we're on tour, and I, I can't remember what city we're, we're like in. Uh, I want to say like Manhattan or something like that. Um, but so we had plans after we played the show, we're, we're gonna meet at a Taco Bell and uh, hang out in the parking lot, eat Taco Bell, and uh, whatever, do what band dudes do. <laughs> and so I was very broke. I mean, I've always always been broke i work in like i do music full-time so i've always been broke since i've been born i've been broke i came out broke 
but so <laughs> I, I dumpster dive a lot for food. Um, and even here in town, there's a grocery store, like three blocks from here. I go dumpster dive in there all the time. Mm. Um, and so we're rolling up to this Taco Bell and I saw a Dunkin' Donuts, like a couple blocks from this Taco Bell that we were, we were, we were going to. <laughs> and so we pull up into the drive through and I tell the guys, I'm like, uh, I'll be right back. And they, they knew that where I was going. So I go <laughs> and I walk in, I walk to this, uh, this Dunkin' Donuts and it was pretty dark. It was actually kind of like kind of a, a decently sketchy area. And, uh, it was a little bit chilly. So I'm, I'm wearing all black cause I'm a metal dude and that's cool. <laughs> and I have my hood up and I run across the street to this, this Dunkin' Donuts and I go back and, you know, uh, they have these, uh, they usually have like cement walls, uh, to, to hide their dumpsters and everything. Right. And right. so I go back and I go around the corner and I open up the, the dumpster. Cause usually they throw out like the day olds or whatever and yeah, yeah, I yeah. open it and I don't see any free floating, but I see one bag and I can kind of see through the plastic. I can see that there this full bag is completely full of donuts, a full <laughs> garbage bag full of donuts. Oh, and I was going to rip it open and just grab out a couple. But right. I was like, oh, no way, dude. I'm going to grab this whole bag. I'm taking this <laughs> right, whole bag. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, and donuts are okay. comparatively safe. I mean, it's not like meat where it's like, oh, this has been out right. there. Like it could have E. coli. Yeah. Like, you're yeah. talking about donuts. Like the sugar is probably, you know insulating the, all the them. bacteria <laughs> the bacteria that you pick up from the dumpster has more uh nutritional value than the donuts itself. there you go so, there you go yeah, yeah it's that yeah. good it's that good but, gut bacteria people yeah exactly probiotics so anyways, for that stuff this, man. i grab this i grab this full bag and i sling it over my shoulder like i'm freaking santa claus <laughs> and i come around you know and i'm walking i'm so stoked i walk around the corner of the the dumpster walls and all of a sudden there are two flashlights very bright like in my face and they're like what are you doing and i was like like so freaked out and i was like oh frick it's the cops like the cops like followed me to this and i was like i was like scared because i know that it's illegal in some um some states to dumpster oh, yeah okay and i was i was like freaked out and i'm just like i'm just a poor band dude on tour just trying to get some food and they're like you're dumpster diving for for donuts like and so they they take i had to give them my my uh my card or my identity or whatever so right, they're like right. make sure i got no priors and i'm standing there or hanging out it turns out one of the dudes on their forces in a metalcore band so it's cool we got to oh, chat no about way. that and stuff <laughs> but uh and, and so i had to tell them the story yeah we're like we're a band from south dakota we played here in manhattan tonight you know the band dudes are up on the street at taco bell and uh anyways <laughs> like it was cool they were cool guys and everything um but uh yeah so they ran my information and i was clean so like okay you can go and little did they like, know you'd never been caught dumpster diving before so yeah, you, didn't have any pri- you didn't have any dumpster yeah. diving priors <laughs> yeah no, no, i, no I can only imagine priors. what a a cop's reaction in especially in like manhattan or something is like they're 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 rolling up on this dude coming out from this sketchy <laughs> back yeah. alley wearing all a, black <laughs> wearing all black with a hood up or something you know with, this with the big bag of garbage. merchandise yeah this, they probably these... thought i had a dead body yeah i was gonna say out. i just hacked up some dude in the dumpster all they can um, see is this 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 lumping 
black bag slung over your shoulder and you're just yeah. kind of strolling along and they're like what's this guy up to and you just have a bunch of donuts on you yeah well and i was like how did you guys know i was even in here like well we're in the ghetto and we watched a dude in a black hood run across run right in front of us to behind a closed restaurant <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so finally they're like all right you're free to go and i was like can i keep the donuts and they're like yeah you can keep the donuts <laughs> and i was like dude you guys are awesome i was like do you guys want one i know it's a stereotype and all and they're like they kind of halfway looked at me they're like not out of the dumpster we, we would take one but not if it's out of the dumpster yeah we make we make, we make money it's okay yeah. so anyways oh, so yeah oh, that was, that's great I got to keep keep my my that's uh, amazing my bag full of donuts and we like ate those donuts for days after yeah it was, it was yeah awesome. i mean donuts donuts keep you know what i mean yeah dude plastic bag so you yeah know. they dry out a little bit you throw them yeah, yeah they're they good do. yeah they do yeah. yeah wow wow that's brilliant so, yeah, <laughs> well i don't know how you're gonna top that one you said you got a couple <laughs> yeah i think I, I mean I could, I could go on for days about tour stories but i think well that's probably a good one to uh to, to end on so. yeah that that can we we can go out on that oh man yeah. that's brilliant. well on that note then let everybody know where they can find you you earth groans if you guys have anything to look out for anytime yeah soon in the near future and what? the studio sure. as well if somebody's looking studio, to yes. record some jams sure yeah so uh we're uh we're gonna be dropping actually in a couple weeks here i don't know when this is coming out but the beginning of february we're gonna be dropping a new single um, oh sweet which is it's actually gonna be a cover so doing Ooh. something a little cool i'm not gonna tell you what it is yet. we can after after we quit recording you can you can you know yeah, yeah you'll have to clue sure. us in we'll cue yeah, it up yep. so that it comes out around the same time as that so so okay, we won't, sounds be, good. We sounds won't good. be spoiling it for anybody yeah so check in uh early be uh, early uh february we'll be dropping a cover cool. and uh uh, that will be, of course, everywhere, um, all streaming sites. Uh, we also have a website, earthgrowns.com. You can go on there for lyrics, for merchandise, for music videos, all that jazz. Um, we do have, uh, we're always, um, especially since uh, we're not playing shows, we're always releasing new pre-orders uh, for merchandise. Um, we have one out right now that will be over by this time, but uh, that's a windbreaker, but we'll have more in the upcoming future. So check in on our big cartel for that. Yeah, and, then, and their uh, their merch is uh, sorry to interrupt, but their merch is is top notch. So, so dude, definitely check yeah, it out if you haven't it. seen it before. Check check it out. But yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, my recording studio uh, is All Poetic Audio. You can go to just allpoeticaudio.com. So I don't know what else to say other than that. <laughs> well, you, we'll plug, yeah, we'll put all the links down below so you guys cool. that are watching it can go can go click on that link below the video and if you're listening on spotify or all those other platforms head to the youtube channel and find those quick links or head to to those uh addresses he just mentioned appreciate Absolutely. it jeremy this has been a pleasure i i hope that um this pandemic ends soon and we can see each other at a festival but if not uh, we might have to schedule a time to get out there to south dakota yeah. maybe we can we can lay in the road and look at the stars Stargazing. we can go dumpster diving for donuts. no the, the, the roof the roof yeah the roof, yeah yeah there baby. you go yeah. a little safer a little safer the, well, yeah less we chance of getting the... run over more chance of, of falling to your death <laughs> falling off yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> I guess it all evens me. out. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, thank thank you, Jeremy. This has been a, a, a really great time, and and yeah, hopefully we will see you in person very soon. Would love it. Thank you. <laughs> all right, man. We'll catch you soon. Right, peace out. Thank you for listening to the American Arson Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave a positive comment or review. Connect with us online through Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or Twitter, and check out AmericanArson.com for music, merch, and upcoming tour dates. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, stay inspired, stay positive, and keep creating.